after my angioplasty, the, the surgeon comes in and I don't know how many hundreds of times people have told me to take it. And you have told me to take a statin. And he says, you really got to take a statin. I said, okay, you got me. He said, I'll give you the lowest dose, five milligrams. I said, sure, I'll give it a shot. He said, you should have no side effects with five milligrams. I said, great. I started taking it three days later. And I told you that my head is so foggy. I can't even think straight. Like I went to the office and I was reluctant to, I remember I was driving and I looked down to see if I still had my pants on. Like that's how really? foggy my brain was, you know? I think we're head, we are headed into um, some serious health problems though in Canada, like they have in the States. You know, heart attack is the number, number one cause of death. Yeah. Uh, number two, I don't know what number two is, but is it cancer? I'm sorry, I'm bad with the, I don't want to commit okay, myself Whatever, to you know, but heart attack is, and a lot of heart attack is, is not weight related. So I'm going to share with the yeah. crowd right now that I, last week I went for angioplasty, which is basically one of my arteries was 100% clogged a balloon in and a stent and they opened it up and you know i'm genetically predisposed to that so there there are genetic things you can't 100 percent combat you know and all the healthy things i do i can't combat that uh i know you're gonna say i should take statins but no i'm, I'm we're gonna I'm, talk about drugs no. um but uh you know so i was i was probably heading for a heart attack and i'm i'm lean and i look fit and you know the i had open heart surgery six years ago and I was, I was in the best shape of my life, you know. When you had that, when you had the... When I had it done, yeah. And so, you know, it's not how you look. Like you said, it's not just how you look. Yeah. It's, there's a lot going on inside the body, you know. So, and there's some genetics. And so, you were surprised by this. Well, I was surprised by it. And I, I, I told you this earlier. I was, um, I was denying it. Mm. Because I, was, I only felt chest pain. So, by the grace of God, I'm alive one more time. You know, I don't know how many times he saved me, but I had this artery that was 100% blocked, but I had a secondary artery that was picking up the load. But when I trained, it would be, it would be stressed, right? So, and that's when I would feel the chest pain. Only when I was exercising or other things. Okay, audience, if you were exercising and you have chest pain, that, that, that yeah. is a sign, sign to that, go. And, or when I was extremely stressed and my heart rate rate would go up, I would feel chest pain. And, and so when you stopped exercising, the chest pain would go away? It would go away. Okay, that's, that's a cardiac there was, audience. That's cardiac, yeah, please, if yeah. that is happening. You yeah, go to yeah, your doctor, yeah, please. A, so I'm, I, you know, I'll admit that I, I denied it for a couple of months. And I I like, oh, it's got to be an infection in my chest or whatever. I didn't want to think that with all the great things that I do, you know, health-wise, that I could possibly get another clogged artery. But there it was, you know. It was 60% clogged back when they did the surgery. Okay. I don't know why they never stented it, but... You know, now they... You they, knew that it was 60%? They knew, yeah, and I knew. knew. And had, had, did they follow you up every year to... No, or, they don't do that. You got to ask for it. Okay. Yeah. So were, what did they say you should have done with the 60% clog? Go on a statin. Okay, and did you? I have never been on a statin, okay. except for recently. Okay. And you didn't go on a statin, why? Because of what I believe, how it affects the brain, how it affects the way the brain functions. We know our brains, uh, I think, use 70% of our cholesterol. Yeah, yeah function right and st and statins are a, a cholesterol lowering uh drug yeah but there's another thing they do that i believe is the is the magic pill of of what they are so uh i resist i'd never I, since i'm a heart surgery i never went on statins yeah. but every I, year every, your doctor told and you people always bug me doctors heart cardiologists you got to take statins 
but I read all these terrible things about it. So I, after my angioplasty last week, mm-hmm. Wednesday, and angioplasty luckily is very non-invasive. You know, they go through a, an artery. It's a pinhole. When they in your groin. when they pull everything out, it's just a pinhole. Like I, I remember they had a bandage over it, and I had to keep it on for a couple of days. And then I went to, to had the shower, and as I was instructed to after forty eight <laughs> hours, and I took the bandage off, and I'm trying to find the. I oh, thought could, there would be a wound, oh, okay. you know? Well, sometimes there I is. couldn't find it. I couldn't even see it. Oh. It was so small, you know? Wow. Yeah, like it's a pinhole. That's amazing. Back in the day, they used to be, like, you know, when it first started, you would be have this big yeah. bruise. Well, okay. no, I'm, I got... Okay, I, so tell me about, like, I'm, I'm on edge here. So you had <laughs> chest pain for quite a few months. I had that a friend, and I was in denial because I didn't want to believe that all that I do could get me back to that place, you know? Because that's when I... First had my uh, mm. my bypass. I was having pains in my chest when I exercised. Right, only pains in my chest when I exercised. Okay, and uh, you know God saved me that time. He saved me this time. I don't know how many times I'm going to test them, but I am genetically predisposed to coronary artery disease. And my brothers have it, and my dad had it, and doesn't matter what, it's just there. Exactly. And I can do things to lessen it. And so I I after my angioplasty the the surgeon comes in, and I don't know how many hundreds of times people have told me to take a, and you have told me to take a statin. And he says, you really got to take a statin. I said, okay, you got me. He said, I'll give you the lowest dose, five milligrams. I said, sure, I'll give it a shot. He said, you should have no side effects with five milligrams. I said, great. I started taking it three days later, and I told you this. My head is so foggy, I can't even think straight. Like, I went to the office and I was reluctant to, I remember I was driving and I looked down to see if I still had my pants on. Like that's how really? foggy my brain was, you know? And I got to the office and I was, it was like I was living in a dream, you know? Like I wasn't myself anymore. Maybe it would push some of the fat that was all clogged in your head into your head though. <laughs> Made me a fathead. <laughs> no, but, but Doug, really, but, but you also, here. And this was my, You know by how the way, I love medicine? It yes. doesn't work if someone doesn't believe in it. And you don't believe, oh, that's you do true. not believe. It's a chemical in, reaction. But you also you were resistant to taking it. Very. So but you're, no, you're going to have was, every side effect that there is. But at that point, I was open to it. I said, okay, okay I'll give it a shot. Okay. Five milligrams. It's not going to have a okay. lot of, you know, it's not the 40 milligram. I don't know what range they go, but yeah. I think he said it goes up to 40 milligrams. He said five milligrams is nothing. And you don't think it was like something from post-surgical maybe because you did have just a Well, a I could bypass. try it again, but if I start getting, like I can't. No, I'm going to take it for you. I want to see what Okay, happens. good. I can't function that way. No, but no. again, everybody's, uh, everybody's reaction to a a chemical is going to be different, slightly different. There's no, yeah, no, no. you know, I could take uh, an antidepressant and it works and somebody could take the same one and it doesn't work for them, right? Oh, absolutely. You know? So uh, I stopped taking them. I, yeah. I'm like, this, I can't function this way. I can't live this way. No, and it was I, my great fear. Yeah, I know. It would affect my mind, yeah. you know? I didn't I, know that you were worried that it was going to affect your mind. Yes. I thought it was your muscles. Uh, no, because you can just take Cohen's, okay. CoQ10 for okay, that, right? You know how to counteract that. Yeah. And, but it, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Yeah. So it did, was my first experience with statins opposite. after finally giving in yeah, I'm sorry was that that not happened. great. And so I got a call into my cardiologist. You're, you're to try another kind. Okay. So I think the magic behind a statin yeah. is not cholesterol lowering. Okay. I think it's the fact that it has a great anti-inflammatory property and it lowers inflammation in the body. And we know, science knows that inflammation in the arteries is what cause, calls cholesterol to come and protect it, right? Because cholesterol is inert. It just moves around through the body, but then it, it does a thing. It goes to protect something that's wrong, right? And that's what causes buildup of plaque, right? Okay. That's my understanding. That, 
Well, and my understanding is that ALDL, the bad cholesterol, is what causes the inflammation. Oh, I don't know. I've yeah, never so heard the that statin, before. That's the first time I've ever heard the that. The statin redu reduces the LDL. We're really targeting that. And then as a result, we're reducing overall inflammatory response. So I found, I think if I can get rid of inflammation or lower it dramatically, and I had low inflammation yes. before, uh, was is to the CRP, C-reactive protein test, which they never, by the way, when they do tests the cardiologists everybody they never mm. ask for the crp test i don't know why i don't think it's acknowledged that that's an important factor well it's not yeah it's not as specific in a sensitive to what you're talking about uh, as we'd like to think so it, it's sort of like it it's can the best test they have though for inflammation uh, that's what i've heard that there are about three or four different tests you can do for inflammation but the crp is one is the best but then what what is causing the inflammation what's the underlying that's yeah. that's what we don't know from that no, test that's right so but that, you could say why. that the inflammation is high. So I think one of the, the I think the best property of a statin is that it's, it it reduces inflammation. Yes. So I started researching that after I had this bad experience with the statin. I started researching anti-inflammatory drugs that re reduce cardiovascular disease, that reduce coronary artery disease. Yeah. And there are some. There are four or five that they're testing, right? And I mean, they're existing mm -hmm. drugs, but they were meant for something, you know. You know yeah, often, yeah, no, I love that. Off often they have a drug for something yeah. and then they realize, oh, it does something. Oh, exactly. it does this thing here. That's what, that's how Viagra came, yeah, right? right? Yeah, right. It was, originally it was for what? Cardiac. Right, because yeah. it opens up the yeah, arteries. Yeah, yeah. So, blood uh, vessels. Uh, yeah, blood vessels, yeah. So, um, I want to talk to my, so I have a calling with my cardiologist. I left a message saying I got off the statins because they were really messing with my head. So, you know, I want to talk. And I, I'm hoping that she's really good and smart. And Did you take the statin at night? No, I took it in the morning. Okay, you you're to take it at night, right? Because that's when you should take a statin. Well, they didn't tell me because that. They when just you said go to take sleep. one a day. Okay, but. yeah. To take it, try, you know what? I would hear a couple of my suggestions that I'm not going to make. Okay. I'm not going to make. <laughs> what not, what are you what not going to tell me I'm to glad do. that you're alive. Thank you. And I would feel I'm very, very like I would have felt responsible. I don't know why. That doesn't even make any because sense. Because I really. knew, I, I saw one of your markers that, that showed some concern. My right? high cholesterol. Yeah, I've got crazy yeah, cholesterol. Yeah, so, and, and you know, and because, and it's not just because you had a high cholesterol. You have a previous history yes. of coronary, a heart attack, coronary, uh, artery, coronary disease. artery disease, yeah, right? Yes. Like, and a family history. Yes. You're a male, you're over the age of 50. Yes. You have a few Am I over the age of fifty. You have a few risk factors. Your yes. blood pressure. I have a lot fine. of risk factors. I'm okay. I'm probably at the high level of risk factors. Yeah. So you know what I mean. But you you weren't going there. You weren't going there. So I guess we're still all learning from you, Doug, because you did something else. So you took niacin. 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 And, and not the no flush kind, the regular. Niacin. Yeah. And where did you get that from? I just it's made by Jameson. I think I just get it from a health food store. And that had been lowering your LDL. So I got my naturally without stats. Mm. I got my. LDL down. I got my HDL up. Yeah. I got my LDL down to, uh, I think the one point is the target, the high end of target. Right. And I was down to, I think 2.1 from seven or eight, you know, by doing it naturally by you eating. Were, oh yeah. Yeah. You're okay. Like I brought it down yeah. like far, uh, with the niacin two. and with, uh, the keto diet. Cause that's when it was lowest yeah. when I had the keto diet. So I was doing a bunch of things and then I stopped doing them. 
And I started doing other things because this is what I do, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. always experimenting, right? Yeah. And I should, probably shouldn't because I might die someday. But I was experimenting. So I went to, you know, I did carnivore. I tried Rad 150, which is a, a SARM that helps build muscle, which is known to increase cholesterol, you know, the bad cholesterol. And what about testosterone? Testosterone has been consistent New- for years. And is that, how do you feel that plays on your... I think it's how it makes me healthier, healthier. It better. It reduces studies show that it reduces the risk of cardiovascular disease. In so, when you have a pre-existing condition at any, in any okay. situation. Okay. I, well, I didn't take uh, testosterone, but I took, I started taking testosterone uh, literally like three months before my, my, my surgery. I remember that. But uh, you know, you know, the cart- yeah. arteries don't clog in three months. No, they no. clog in years. Yeah. Like it takes years. Right. So mine went from 60 to hundred probably over the last six years. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when somebody says, well, you did this and now you've got coronary artery. No, I did that three months ago. They didn't give me coronary artery So you, 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 like, you were upset because you really did think if you muscled it out, like with diet and exercise and just being hypervigilant, that you would have had control over yes. your own body yes. and, and the level of yes. cholesterol. Yes. And that is something you And I had today. my inflammation down. I was, yeah, I know. I, I, I always know. request a CRP test. Uh, had my inflammation down, so uh, I I don't know. Like I, I seems like a lot of work, Doug. Like I like I would, I don't want to work that hard. I'd rather just take a pill. I know you like. I pills. like. Well, I mean, and I hate pills. I hate drugs. No, I know. I like that about you. Like I don't even like taking a Tylenol. Like you know, when they did this, it was very sore. It's still a little bit sore, yeah. but you know, they gave me say take Tylenol. I took it one night so I could sleep, but that was it. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't like suffering. But I'm also like, I'm not like you. I can't keep a regime and I forget things. And then, so that's, that would be very hard for me. And I think that the reason I don't have a chronic disease is because I'd be terrible with one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm lucky, right? Cause well, right? that, that's the idea behind you. You're the exception, but even you at the, the, the head of the, the, the health conscious food chain here and daily habits you couldn't outsmart a high cholesterol. I couldn't outsmart inflammation. I still think it's inflammation okay, first. Okay. Whatever it is, yeah. I couldn't out, I couldn't outdo it. But it wasn't inflammation that blocked the artery. No, it was cholesterol. Okay. But I think I, I had think my it, cholesterol down to two point one. It wasn't extremely high. Yeah. It was high somewhere. No, the HDL was high enough, I and mean, the it was LDL high, was. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was just stuck in that one stupid. <laughs> it, was it was just well. Here's the interesting thing: the new graphs they put on yeah. six years ago are not clogged at all. So Yes, good. So interestingly enough, that one artery, which is probably pre-damaged. That's what, yeah. You know, yeah. starting to conclude, but my other arteries are fine. Did you like ask they, them why they didn't do all your arteries while they were in there? The first time? No, I didn't ask them. You can't I just, ask I was them. happy I was alive. <laughs> you know, it's like Did they say hey, come why? back and we'll unplug the other artery or was there and no game no, plan? No game you plan. You were just left with 60% blockage. Yeah. Told to take a statin. Yeah. And that would have prevented Ultimately, that's maybe it might have prevented the hundred percent, but I don't know. But again, because the, when you look at, I don't know much about how many arteries I have, but if you looked at a bunch of them, especially the new graphs, the new graphs to me should be an indicator, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't have buildup on them, then there's something right happening there. But the old one that already yeah. had sixty percent, yes, which was kind of pre, maybe predisposed to being collecting a plaque. Well, if there were, if there was plaque there, yeah, yeah. plaque, plaque attracts plaque, maybe. So uh, all in all, I'm going to talk to my cardiologist, see if I can figure something out. Maybe I'll try another statin that maybe doesn't f with my head. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you know what? It's no one wants 
to f with your head. Nobody, but, and you know what, Doug, I, I don't know everything, but I'm, but I'm, I've heard this before If the side effects are significant in affecting quality of life, then you switch and you try a different class and it's not, it's not a quick fix, right? To find something, start at the lowest possible dose. And obviously that's a bad reaction you had. Yeah. So my hope is that I can have a conversation with my cardiologist, yeah. but a conversation. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like, because I am intelligent and I know my body and I'm not a doctor, so I don't know everything. I know there's a lot of things I don't know, but it's a back and forth conversation mm -hmm. that, you know, two very intelligent people uh, having a conversation about a, a very a chronic situation. Now, what about the whole stress response and, and, and heart disease? There's no question that stress, and I've been under a lot of stress in the last couple of years, yeah. it was part of the problem. And stress is the number one cause of, cardi of mm. cardiac Cardiac disease, yeah. So the cortisol, yeah. And, yeah. So I've been under a ton of stress over the last couple of years. Not so much now, but I know that played out. And before my my surgery, I was under stress for five years, like a extreme yeah. stress. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, the body catches up. Body, catches body up. always catches up. So we were talking about mostly weight, but medication. I just want to talk about medication for one second. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. Because you're very pro medication, and I'm very anti medication. Well, I'm pro medication for weight loss. Oh, yeah, I'm not against that. But um, uh, so when I went for my angioplasty, it was originally an angiogram that turned into an angioplasty, which for anybody who wants to know, just the way they put a stent in that expands an artery that's blocked. And so uh, they, they were pumping drugs in me like there's no tomorrow because I'm awake. You know, you're awake when they're doing it. Mm. They go through an artery and you're awake and you don't feel anything. And you hear them talking and really, and I hear the doctor and he's like, okay, give him 100 cc's, of, give him 2,000 of this, give him... They were pumping me full of drugs, like, like not to put me out. Yeah. I don't know what they were for, but I, I know that they were, the nurses kept Relax coming every you. five minutes pumping me Relax full of something. You. And that went for an hour and a half. Like <laughs> I was, mine took an hour and a half because it was very difficult to open that artery. Anyways, uh, oh. without giving away too much information, uh, I am so backed up in my bowels from that. Like I've never, I'm not oh, normally, I'm very regular. Okay. Yeah. And actually, so I'm going for, for a colonic tomorrow yeah. to clean me out because it affected me so badly. And Maybe uh, that's why you were dizzy. No. In your head wasn't I wasn't working. dizzy. I wasn't dizzy until I started taking the statins, and it took a few days. So uh, the thing about drugs, this is what, I'm not against drugs, but I'm very cautious with drugs. Because the thing about drugs, uh, so peptides mm -hmm. are very natural to the body. The not, body knows what they are. They knows what to do with them. Mm -hmm. A drug is different. It's foreign to the body. So when it goes in the body, the body reacts to it. This is a foreign substance. And they, you know, the, the pharmaceutical companies and all that, they figure out what reaction they want. But almost always, that reaction, with that reaction, you get side effects. Something else happens as well. Because they can't, I don't think they've ever come up with a drug that just pinpoints the one thing. You know, there's no, always no, course, another yeah. effect of yeah. it, right? And so... Uh, that's why I was really resistant to statins about the effect on the mind and stuff. You know, it's not that I don't want to take a drug to lower my cholesterol and, and reduce my inf inflammation. I do. If there was one that didn't have a negative effect on me, I would take it in a heartbeat. So I'm not against yeah, drugs. I'm yeah. against, and I find that doctors, most doctors, almost all doctors, they focus on the one issue, right? First of all, they're not good with chronic issues. They're good with acute issues. So, their focus is, I want to get your cholesterol down. They don't care what the side effects are. 
oh, you could take another drug to counter this side effect. And you could take another, my grandmother ended on, on so many drugs to counter all the side effects. She became almost comatose. Mm -hmm. And we just pulled her off a bunch of them and then she came back to life, right? And that's my concern about medication is just that it's, it's like popping, giving out candy, you know, like take this and it'll fix this. What else is it going to do to me? Mm -hmm. You know, what are the negative side effects that come with it? Well, and, and with all meds, you have to weigh the pros and cons, all, right? So I'm not, you know, when I say I'm pro-medication, I am pro-medication because a statin will save your life. Yes. Yes, the quality of life may be on it. Of course, like we've come, we don't just have one choice anymore to just give you one statin with all the dreadful side effects. We, like modern medicine, we, we like, you know, that feedback has come and people have corrected the medications and fine-tune them yes. to be able to be targeted, you know, with fewer side effects. I think statins are the number one prescribed drug not, in America. Not so much anymore. No? They, we, we, they were used, like in the beginning, they were oh, like prescribed just... For everybody. Yeah, anytime anybody had an elevated cholesterol. But now we, you know, we do a risk assessment. Okay. And, it, I, and I'm a highest risk, yeah. I know. Okay, so... So if you're a high risk and there's a medication that can help you... If it doesn't make the rest of my life yeah. shitty, yeah. you know. But I guess Doug, I don't, I'd rather the die for you is dead. I'd rather die than live a shitty life. Okay. I spend my life trying to improve my health span. Okay. And that means clear mind, you know, ability to do all the things that. Well, a non-clear mind. Do. I, you know what, Doug? I didn't experience those side effects, so I'm sorry. Like, right? I, I I'm not very tolerant to a foggy mind either. No. No. I, I'm an entrepreneur. I run my a number yeah. of businesses. I. You know, I have a family, like to be walking in this haze all the time. I, I, I don't want to live that life. That's not a life I would choose to live. So I'm going to talk to my cardiologist. Maybe she has some alternative. Anyways, I'm not anti-drug. You're not pro-drug. You just, you believe that drugs can help. And I think you, so we're going to get off that topic for now. And why don't you, you I think you have some questions I for think me. So at time, I mean, I think no drugs. I mean, I, anyway. Okay, okay yes, yes, yes. Let's move on here, Doug, because people have questions for you. I'm not anti-drug. You're not pro-drug. You just, you believe that drugs can help. And I think you, so we're going to get off that topic for now. And why don't you, you I think you have some questions I for think so at time. I mean, I think no drugs. I mean, I, anyway. Okay. Yes, yes. yes. Let's move on here, Doug, because people have questions for you. Yeah, you know, from yeah. our, um, <laughs> you, you know, the, our sensational. Am what, I? Yeah, a sensational podcast when oh, we discussed don't, don't, uh, when we discussed head, no when we discussed the female libido and, and and like sex sexual health from a woman's perspective and you and Eli who's not here tonight had some questions. I was fascinated. Yeah, so people have more questions for you. Great, because apparently you are thinking these. These are questions that you're that the Pat gave me these because these are from your audience. Okay. Okay, for us. They okay. want to know more. Tell me. They want more. Ask me a question. People want more. Let's see if I have well, an Well, they're asking us both a question, I guess. Okay. So, like, whoa, now I have to put my... Okay, so so we're going to not start from the top up. We're going to start from the bottom up. So, are you ready? Okay. Here we are. So, oh, they liked... They really liked it. Um, here, Here's one. Anal sex. <laughs> People want to know about anal You're sex. You're literally starting with the bottom. Bottom. Bottom yeah. up. Yeah. Anal sex. So, as a man, are you... Curious about anal sex and Very women? Curious. Never, never done it. Never done it, like with a woman or, really? well, not a man for sure, but not a woman. You know, uh, no, never done it. Uh, what happens if you were with a woman and she said, "I, I want to have anal sex"? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if I'd shy away from it or not. 
it's it's I think it's um it's kind of like the forbidden. There's something about a my wife's butt. I'm not gonna say women's butts because I'm focused on my wife. She's she's my only sexual partner, right? So mm-hmm. uh, my wife's butt that um, if she like if she came and rubbed it against me, that's very exciting, you know. There's something about a woman's butt that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, if you go to if you if you go to a strip club, yeah, I have. What do the been. women do? They dance, but then when they do one on one, they sit on the guy and they move their butt around, right? Yeah. There's something about that. It's, it is enticing, no question. Yeah. But, but you've never been curious about up the bum. Been curious about it. Oh, okay. But I don't... You I don't know. But yeah. I think a lot of people... And like, I wouldn't be... Like, I've never... I don't think I've really talked to my wife about it, but I wouldn't be disappointed if she said, no, that's just not an option. That's fine with me. That's, you know, yeah. that's good. So you've never wanted it done on you from your wife? No. <laughs> No, I've never even thought about that. That's uh, no, 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 like fingers or exploring. No, because like no. there's a lot How of it's a, it's a high pleasure sensation. I, I it's my, a very, my son like, just told me that the other day. Yeah. He said there's a, a G spot in your in your butt. Yeah, many people. And I said, what? How does the, my 16 year old know this? Anyways, I said I I don't think so. And he said, yeah, there's definitely a G spot in your butt. So um, no, I never had a, a finger stuck. I only for uh, prostate exams, okay. which I didn't enjoy. No. No, no, I, I wasn't I, feeling any yeah, pleasure. I don't think you're supposed to. No. I don't think that's. I remember I, <laughs> my the first time it happened. My doctor said, you know, he said he started greasing up his hand there, and what the hell are you doing? Anyways, he sticks his finger up my butt, and I said, oh, I really hate this. And he says, you think I'm enjoying it? <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder what the audience wants to know about anal sex. So you know, I mean, people have anal sex. It's, it's, it's very a common, preference. I think now. It's a it's a choice. You think now? You, you think it's more common now than it was before? I have no idea. I I find it's not it's not talked about, and you know, but it does help when you know when someone comes in and they're having rectal pain or they're having rectal bleeding or they're having hemorrhoids. I ask if they receive anal sex. And That's is that part common? of my routine. Yes, very common. To cause those problems. Oh no 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 no! Like if somebody came in with those things, is it common that they might they be having anal sex? Um, Can you answer that question? If if they're coming in with hemorrhoids, are they having anal sex? No, not necessarily. Okay. But I just need to know what's going up the bum right. before I can sort of diagnose. So, but the, there's there's you know poop, what's coming out of there's it. There's poop in the bum, right? There is poop in the bum. So that's well, a problem. I'm gonna ask you a question. <laughs> well, have, if you may not want to share this, my own personal experience. Yeah. I think that I'm not split, but I know I know lots of women my age have had. Well, all women have had anal sex. Some women really like anal sex; they prefer it. I don't know if all women. I don't think all men and women, but it there's a lot of people. It's, it's very common. It's it, you know what I think it's it's for when you're very intimate with you your to, partner. You have to trust your partner because it can be very painful. Extremely painful. It does it. You don't just like go up the so butt. It's, is it just because it's the forbidden? Probably. You know. You, I want to. Will you? Well, people are curious about it. What do you guys think? Yeah. What do you think? It's not talked about. You don't talk to your mothers about it and stuff like that. But like, no. but, but obviously people are having it. And oh, I know people are having it. I mean, there's uh, what do they call it um, when they lick the butt? You know, like the what do they call that? Rimming. Rimming, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Rimming? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just that's, so, that's, just so, so, you know, I don't know what people are expecting, but, you know, generally there is poop in your bum. So when you have anal sex, there's going to be poop. So, involved. okay, I have a question. Yeah. Because I've thought about anal sex, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah. I've ever done it, but I imagine you have to wear a condom. Like, you don't want to put your raw penis 
in a poop shoot. Well, know? I think, you know, and, and you know, and I I'm, mean, not, so much bacteria. I'm, I'm not the expert on this, but you, you know, there are some things that you need to be careful for. Yes. I mean, it's, it's all bacteria. Like it's, well, it was E. coli, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So there is, there comes some more risks. You have to be a little careful. A condom would be a good idea and yeah. a lot of lube. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it doesn't naturally lubricate. Not as easily. Does the anus lubricate it, itself? It can, yeah. Oh, it does. Well. There's some mucus there. and oh, Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, so it's not something that we can speak to too much today, but people are curious. So I'm trying to think of what I can say about it. There's, don't be surprised, like, don't be surprised if you see poo, because that's what's happening. You mean when you pull out? Yes. Oh my gosh. That just sounds nasty as hell. Well, I think certain people prepare. I mean, you, you don't want to go and have oral sex or vaginal sex after you've had anal sex. Like, no, God, right. No. You'd like, that's like that's the nasty. whole, like the whole, like the holes have different things in them. Yeah. And like, just for overall, like hygiene purposes. So can you, uh, can you douche a butthole? Like, can you do? Yes. Your, I, yes, you can. Yes, you can. In preparation. Cause you said some people. Prepare. Yes. Prepare. Yeah. yeah, they do. But even still, it's still a lot. of. Bacteria. No, I meant, I know many people who are very comfortable having anal sex and they do. There's a bowel prep that they do before sexual. But there's activity. still a lot of bacteria in there. I mean, you can bowel prep all you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the. The anus is meant for is to excrete the shit, literally. You know, so there's no doubt there's bacteria and like an E. coli. And yeah. All that. So Whether then you, you know we see a, you know what a lot of times there's some infections, the infections that don't don't normally occur for some people. They keep getting frequent sort of vaginal infections or urinary tract infections, and you know when we take our culture and we see that it's growing E. coli, you know, at sometimes it's from incorrect wiping patterns right but it it can also be from anal sex okay but you know talking about it yes it's people find it very pleasurable it's very intimate and but it can be very it it, it can be not every but but it can be very painful at first or always like always for for why would somebody do it no so then that's why people that's why people don't do it that's why people choose not to do it because it, it's painful for them. Some people don't find it painful. I, I don't judge I, as long as you like giving your own consent, right? You know, I've I've heard some things like, you know, I, I you know, I mean, I've, I've heard some people say, you know, my partner finds my vagina too wide and wants to have anal sex with me. I have a little bit of problem with that. With uh, with a statement or with well with, with <clears throat> yeah someone coming in to tell me that they, she's been told her vagina is too wide. I don't even understand what that means. Well, th- that the bum is tighter than the vagina. Well, probably. Yes, yes, but that within that and that's a reason why she has anal sex because her partner prefers that. Okay. Those those are those are the things that I have. But she doesn't enjoy it. I'd say maybe. She, no, she, she's not. She complies. She complies, opposed, yeah. As opposed to. But then she feels like there's something wrong with her because right, her vagina is too wide. Do you, so do, do you a, talk about wide? Like, do you talk? Do men talk about that? Like, I don't. No. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I think the younger generation, it's almost standard issue. That they talk about like I how tight. I think anal sex like, and all this stuff is very normal to them. Okay. But, you know, I grew up in an era where, first of all, we didn't even talk about sex. Yeah. We had a lot of sex, but we didn't talk about it. But uh, anal sex was just not a topic. No, you know, no, not no, no. It was very forbidden, right? I remember my friend. Uh, well, this is back probably in the eighties. Uh, uh, we went out to club, and you know, we meet girls and whatever. He met this girl, goes home with her, finds out she has she's not a girl, she's a guy. She's got a penis. 
Okay. And he just freaked out <laughs> like he lost his shit, you know? And he was, I think he was stoned out of his mind, but he still <laughs> lost his shit. Anyways, you know, it wasn't a common thing back in my no. day. So No, not not as much as it So is I think now. for the younger people now, it's like, it's, yeah. But do they show it on porn? Do they I don't show watch anal porn. sucks? They do, they do. Oh, spare, and, and, and it's pretty, right? Everything's sort of pretty and pink, and there's no poop. No, hold on a second. There's oh, no yes, there's no poop. There's yeah. no poop. Probably not, no. No, but there's poop. Because that would be nasty. If poop, they... poop is very much part of it. But, like, you know what? Grow up, everyone. Like, there's going to be poop. Like, you can like it with a little bit. It doesn't mean, like, anyway, like... Well, you're, you're, you're actually convincing me that I don't <laughs> want to ever have anal sex because it sounds just nasty. Well, I think people are so surprised. That's why. If there's anal sex and it's a nice pink little bum and there's no hair and it's all very pretty and there's no poo, why wouldn't you want to have that? And people are looking like they're enjoying this. I'd be curious myself. Yes, if it was all that, but now... But in reality... Now, I never thought about... I mean, I thought about the poo. I thought, well, you have to at least wear a condom because otherwise you're sticking your raw penis in the poo, <laughs> poop chute, you know? So you, that's the last thing I want to do. Well, and it just wrecks... I mean, it can get you know into what? the it, little it can, hole in the It can penis, wreck no? the intimacy. Like the smell of feces... Yeah, that's nasty. It's not that romantic. It's not romantic at no. all. It's so very anti-romantic. It, no, yeah. It's, so that gets in the way. So, so if anyone wants to elaborate on the questions about anal sex, I'd be happy. Well, I think to if the yeah, I think if the audience, if you have comments, yeah. and, and pre, you know, you could be do silly comments. We see a lot of those, but I don't really care. You know, some real comments, yeah. some real questions about yeah. anal sex, and yeah. maybe we'll try and figure out the answers. It's anal know. play too. There's fingers. That's less painful. Like there, there's other ways to explore. I've done that. Oh, what yeah. are some fetishes that you know of? I'm really, uh, I'm very vanilla when it comes yeah. to sex, you know? Okay, but not your own personal, like fetishes. People want to know about fetishes. So that's like uh, foot fetish. Foot fetish. I've heard or, of foot fetish. Yeah. I don't know much I, about I've heard of uh, peeing on somebody. Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. I've, is it? Well, it's a You've bit, done that before? Well, animals. Have you seen like animals before they mate? No. Like there's, well, I know cats. Like they, the, the female cat pees all over the place, pees all over the male. It's fairly erotic looking. Doesn't sound erotic to me. Okay, and then there's pooping on someone. <laughs> People, yes, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. get it. Uh, I, don't know I really I don't know about fetishes because yeah, me neither. I'm kind of isolated from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not into porn, and I'm sure you could see a lot of fetishes on porn. Yeah. I, you know, there's um, what do you call that? Uh, dominance and and submission. Oh yes, yeah. I think. Uh, oh, that's yeah, pretty like common. SM fetish, that type of. Well, thing? some some I think some people want to be dominated. Yes. And some people want to be dominant. Yeah. And so that's a fetish, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think they get. I remember watching what was that stupid show? It was about a president, anyways. They were getting into all the sexual stuff about fetishes and dominance, and you know, wearing leather outfits and stuff like that. And uh, that's pretty effed up. But um, I guess it's out there. And then there's. Um, I've heard about um sex clubs mm -hmm. you know where i guess like swinger clubs or sex swinger clubs, clubs well, well i think you just randomly have sex with people i don't know how it works no i don't think it i think it's all very like very organized and really you don't i don't think it i don't think it works that way i, I know have no idea i just we should not speak I, about it because well, our audience like uh, we shouldn't speak about it because we don't know about it i know nothing i about know it. people who do that i know many couples that are polyamorous or the intercouple relationships but polyamorous is, is the same as open polyamorous means that you have a bunch of partners and, but that's and like that, an open relationship right what's the difference between that and an open relationship oh that's a good question well open relationship it's not it's not just like 
Poly, could, it's not multiple partners. Polyamorous is you have multi partners at the same time. Yes, at the same time. Oh, and that's same. that's not easy. No, for I mean everybody. at the same time in the same room. Oh or no, 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 no. But but there are people who have you know they have a relationship with a number of women. And these people are married. Or, or not married. I mean, what? But they, why get married if you're going to have uh, multiple partners? Why not just have multiple partners? Well, that's a question you need to ask your audience. Why, why get married if you're into polyamorous, whatever, you know, multiple partners? I mean, it makes no sense to me that you would want to, because marriage to me is a commitment to one person, and then you want to spread that out to everybody or anybody. It makes no sense to me. But the thing I've noticed about polyamorous relationships is not everybody can handle them, right? A right. lot of people say that they're, in, that they're open. It seems like a good idea. And, and they can handle it. But, you know, when it comes down to it, there has to be a lot of honesty. And I think that uh, probably there's one partner who wants it and the other partner who complies. And the other, and, and you know what? I agree with you. The other yeah. partner goes along with it because they don't want to lose this partner. Yeah. And, and it's like it causes a lot of angst. So let's say my partner wanted to have relations with another. I would, first of all, I'd be extremely jealous. Yeah. You know, I still, I don't care if you do it with, I'd be, I'd be terribly jealous. Mm -hmm. I'd be hurt. Like I, I can't see ever uh, being in that because, well, I adore my wife. She's, you know, and I cherish her and that would just break something in me, you know? And I think vice versa would, if I wanted to do that, that would break something in her. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I, you know what, I, I think everybody is different on that, but I think there are some people who are very honest that they are not going to be monogamous, right? But right. I, I, I find when it, they get married or in a yeah, relationship. Yeah, or what it, whatever. They, what, like up front, they've been, but, you know, but they get into a situation where that's no longer heard by the partner or accepted by the partner. Right. And, it, and then it causes some problems. Or some people are just, I mean, you can't do it halfway through your marriage, say, oh, I, now I want an open relationship. I've always been into polyamorous. Like, yeah, I mean, these things need to be discussed before we get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and, and so I'm a, I'm a bit old fashioned, but I don't think it's old fashioned. I think I don't even want to call it that. And I don't even want to call it traditionalist. I believe that we were created to be with one person. Now, you know, I've been with more than one and I've been married more than once. Have so you I'm ever not, been with more than one at once? Yep. Is that fun? No, no more. No, not at all. Is it a bit You know what the most fun is for me? No. To make love to my wife, to make love to my wife. It is... The oh. best. It's better than anything I could have ever imagined because there's such a deep intimacy because all the other stuff, there's no intimacy. Because of the deep intimacy, because of the love I have for her and she has for me, because of the connection, because of the commitment, it's the perfect sex. You know, it's perfect sex. And it's ta and it took you most of your life to find that? It took me most, most of my life yeah. to find that. Because prior to that, you... I was all over the place. Okay. And would you have fun in those sexual encounters? I thought I was having fun. Okay. But, it but was you know, in the end, it was uh, having an orgasm and, and, you know, and then get out, okay. right? And, and it was about bragging about it. Well, oh, I had okay. this girl and I had oh, really? that girl, you know? And do you, because I find that it's like, if, you know, I, even if I don't like someone and then I'm starting to have sex with them, I, I, be, I, I get confused. I do grow very fond of them. That's me personally. Like I'm not above... I think we're created, first of all, I think we're created to be in marriage. Not everybody, not everybody's created to be in marriage, but I think we're created to, um, that intimacy and attachment 
and sex go hand in hand, mm. you know? So if you have the marriage and the commitment and the intimacy first, and then you have sex, it's amazing. If you have sex and you become closer to someone and you have, and there's more intimacy, that's great, you know, but I think there's people who could just have, I mean, I did, I just had sex and I, there was no intimacy. And you didn't ever get like, like it didn't make you have a, like I find, I never made me I'm not going to generalize, but, but men, there are men and women who can't do that. Like they cannot just have sex with someone without developing stronger feelings. So at this stage of my life, mm-hmm. as I've learned about myself, if I'm honest, so I don't think I was ever truly authentic back then. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was ever honest with myself. I was trying to achieve something. It was all based in insecurity. Okay. So the more women I had, the prettier they were, the more I could brag about it. And who would you brag about to your friends? Where are my buds, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the guys do talk about sex and having sex? Well, they talk about, oh, you know, oh yeah, you're with this partner, you're with that you know, it was all based in insecurity. It was all based in how I felt about myself. So it was all very selfish and self-centered. It had nothing to do with the woman. I didn't give a shit about the, uh, those women, you know? And that's tragic. I, I don't say that lightly. I say that with a lot of regret. I, I, I probably hurt a lot of women, you know, because they maybe did get attached or maybe they wanted more. I say that with regret, but I've, I've repented and I've been forgiven so I don't say it like it's a good thing. I think it's a it's a really bad thing that I did for so many years and most of my life, you know, as an adult. And I don't think we're designed for that. I think we're designed to be with one partner. I think we're designed, and it doesn't have to be the perfect person, but the perfect partner. Okay. Like my wife, to me, is my perfect partner. Even in the challenges we face, she's my perfect partner. And, uh, and that's why I cherish and adore her so much, because she's my perfect partner. So if your perfect partner all of a sudden... Uh, told you I never want to have sex again. Oosh. <laughs> you're right. I don't feel like it anymore. Yes. You're my perfect partner. Yes. And you're not very, you know, you're, I mean, you're a young man still. Yes. So and I'm very sexually driven. So what would that look like for you? That would be an adjustment. But I, th- I was sharing with you earlier something that I've learned recently in my life is that I was not brought to marriage to take from wife i was brought to marriage to serve my wife and to sacrifice for my wife as i do for my children as you know when you have children you sacrifice your life not in a bad way in a joyful way it's a joyful giving right but you give up a lot of things to be to be a parent and you serve them you make the meals you clean their clothes you do whatever right you keep them organized when they're young or when they're teenagers they still need organization uh and that comes with such great joy well this is a very recent development for me at 61. Okay. That God created me to serve my wife, to honor my wife, to sacrifice for my wife. And so if she said that she no longer wanted to have sex with me, I would honor that. And I would, you know, I would, it would work be through tough. It. it would be tough at first, but I have gone, uh, when I got first got clean. The rest of your life, Doug. The rest, you're married yes, now. So but, this is the woman you're married to. The yeah, rest so let me explain. Life. So I went... Yeah. After I got clean, I, you know, I had had many sexual partners, and a part of my repentance was to not have sex for a year. And what happened at first, it was difficult. Uh, but what happened was, I just stopped thinking about it. And so, it wasn't difficult. At some point, I just forgot that I, because I stopped thinking about it. You know, when I turned my brain to sex is just not an option anymore, I just stopped thinking about it. And I believe that's true. And what was your quality of life? It's amazing. Amazing. It was fine. Yeah. So you weren't distracted. No. You weren't distracted by any urges. No, Did because you think, I, yeah. I, 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 I 
literally just my brain turned it off. This is not an option. Maybe that was a power of, of God working in me. Maybe it wasn't my human ability, but uh, anyways, it doesn't matter if my wife got to that place. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I can't commit to promise anything, but I'm hoping as a true sacrificial servant husband that I would honor that and walk through that with her. I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my hope. Cause I feel bad. I, you know what? I, as a woman feel badly that I don't have sex with my husband as often as he'd like. Yes. Like I feel badly. Yes. Because so I, you know, this is a, you know, this is, you know, there are many people who, who's one person, their sex drive fizzles out and, and it's not coming back. Yes. Right. And, right. and this is a reality that we live with. And this is not talked about, Doug, right? Like it's not talked about. Probably so, not. No. No. So uh, when you ask if I'm in, if I'm into medication, you better believe I'm. Did you in, try it, the PT 141? Yeah, I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. But if I, if there, if I could take medication that would bring me to a equal sexual libido, saying yes. matching my husband, or maybe coming even sort of close. Yeah. I, I would. would I'd be. It. Yeah. Even if the side effect was uh, foggy brain. Yeah. Yeah, because. Because you want to please your husband. Well. Well, both. It's also a connection, right? It's how we do stay connected. What brings us together as a, you know, a, a really intimate couple. So, yes, of course, yeah. Um, so it's like, it's a conversation that we're so no longer having. So that's a struggle having. for you right now. You feel... Well, I, I mean, you know what? I, I feel badly when I have to say no. I feel badly. I feel like that that's rejecting my partner. Can you not do other things though? Yeah, like watch TV and eat chocolate. I'd love to do that. I don't think that's what no. that's the idea. <laughs> no, that was something you know you could yeah. help, help him ejaculate somehow, you know, and and that's okay too. And yeah, that that's you know, kind of boring. Give actually, him a hand to be job, honest, you know? it's kind of boring. I don't think so. If you're not. I mean, it's okay every now and then, but it's not like boring for you. Boring. For <laughs> but that could be your service to your husband. Boring for women, not me. We're not talking about me. Remember, it's not my person. No, that's experience. right. So boring for women. But it's it's an act of service, right? So it's uh, you yeah. want to serve your husband, maybe. So is lying there and thinking of the queen. The queen. <laughs> that was like an expression for us women, you know, to just lie there and think of the queen when when we're having sex with our oh, husbands, wow. doing our duty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of. Past I think that. it's a diff it's a difficult place for yeah. you to be. Uh, I'm just at 61, finally figured out, and you know, I'll figure out more things before I die. But I finally figured out who I'm supposed to be as a husband. Okay. And it's not about me. And it's not about what I can get. And it's not about what I can take. It's about what I can give. And it's about what I need to sacrifice to help my wife, bring my wife to a place of holiness, mm -hmm. to bring her to a place of joy, you know? Well, it, 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 you know, it's, a one, it's, it's one of the main reasons couples break up. Sex. Lack yeah, one per yeah, yeah. It's 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 very significant yeah. into why relationships dissolve. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. And um so I don't know. So I, people I, say they grow apart, but you know I think the intimacy grows apart first. Well uh, so this fictitious fictitious woman who's mm -hmm. lost her sex drive mm -hmm. and her husband has a more of a sex drive, do you think they talk about it? Like I is it a discussion to be had or because I think that would help, no? But okay, so if I okay, so I'm then about I'm going to ask you. Woman, yes, not you. so so 
what does that feel like? Like, can you understand that? Oh, well, like, like I know what it looks like when a man doesn't have a libido because it's very obvious. Yes. Right. And we can't sort of play around like, no, he doesn't get an erection. Yeah. Like, and like as much as we want to pretend that this is not happening, it's kind of obvious. Right. Yeah. But that does happen, right? That does happen. Of course and we're it all is, yeah. pretending it's not happening. And then, but it happened when woman, I was low on testosterone. Yeah. You can't really, you know what? You can't always appreciate the difference, whether she had a sex drive or she doesn't. You, like, I don't but think. But you have to believe her. So I'm sitting in a room. My wife is hot and I'm cold. Or I'm, I'm hot and she's cold. I don't understand why she's cold. It's 21 degrees, it's standard temperature in a room. I don't need to understand. She's cold. Mm hmm. Okay, I believe you're cold, so let's put a blanket on you. Yeah, right. but Doug, when you're all ready to go and have sex, and oh, like that, this is a very different, it happens. right? Like, and then, and that keeps happening, keeps happening. Yeah. At then you should have a discussion. I believe you yeah. should have a discussion with your partner and say, this is the situation. This is my reality. It's not about you. It's not about you not being attractive yeah. or me not wanting to please you. It's a, it's a situation with me. Yeah. Because I think that would take the hurt yeah, out of it, yes, you know. Because I, I think we males we have egos, especially around sex, and I think a male ego can be damaged if he keeps getting rejected yeah. by his, his partner, right? But um, if there's if if I can under if my wife no longer had a sex drive and she explained to me that it's not a question of her desiring me or being attracted to me, but it's something that's happened inside her, then then I wouldn't feel hurt or insulted by it i wouldn't feel like there's something wrong with me i would know now it's not about me it's about something that's happening for her and, and that's, that's you know what and that's the conversation <clears throat> that needs to happen that's the conversation that's needs to happen. yeah and that that doesn't happen on either side right that that so the other partner the partner of the person who doesn't have the sex drive anymore is left hurt and confused hurt and confused and, and, and rejected and rejected yeah yeah and that's you know um yeah anyways and then I, also, I think it's a difficult conversation now because your partner might not be receptive to that conversation no, as well. Exactly. I mean, not maybe more so with women because women tend to be open to talking about feelings and stuff. But Apparently guys are not. Apparently not. I mean, no? I have a lot of men and women who come to me and. Apparently, it's it's not any easier. So for then, a it's woman. a difficult conversation yeah. to have. It's you're approaching a partner. You don't know how they're going to react. Yeah. You don't know if they're going to receive that. Mm -hmm. You don't know if they're going to be start blaming you. They're not if they're, you know, you don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. And so that, I would I would recommend if somebody was going to want to talk, I would recommend doing it with a counselor. You know, mm -hmm. someone who is trained in communication and stuff like that, and walk mm -hmm. through that situation with a counselor. Yeah, you know. Because ultimately, I think it'll actually draw the couple closer together. I think it'll create more intimacy, not sexual intimacy, but real intimacy, you know, a real draw to each other because they've opened up their hearts to each other. Because to me, that's the, the deepest part of intimacy is not cuddling. I mean, that's nice and touching and whatever, but it's when my wife opens her heart to me or I open my heart to my wife. And um, that draws, like when my wife opens her heart to me, it draws me so close to her. Like, I just feel like I just want to hold her forever, you know? Oh, that's nice. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think the discussion around sex as well, sex drive, would draw people more together than it would cause them, not everybody, there's going to be people who are just stubborn and, you know, refuse to even talk about it. But I think with the help of a counselor, you could walk through that. And then, you know, and then some, you know, there's many people who can't have another one of the questions is sober sex. 
Oh, sober sex. Well, I'm Versus I'm, I'm clean and sober. You're clean and sober. 20, G- yeah. 29 years. Was that now. difficult for you at first? No, not at all. To have sex sober? No. Because that, that's very difficult for many people. Women are more than men or? Men and women. Really? Men and women. I think I was worse when I was, well, I was a drug addict too, but I was worse when I was on stuff than I was after. Well, you know, I think it's, it's it, I mean, t- it makes us a little bit more disinhibited. Yeah, it, right? loos- it loosens I mean, you up a bit. Yeah, it loosens it up. But, but, but you're not talking about drunk. Are you talking about drunk or are you talking about like just had a couple of drinks? I had a couple of drinks. Had a couple of drinks. Well, I can see that. You know, mm-hmm. I can't because I mean, I, I choose not to, but I can see that. It kind of relaxes you a bit. So if you're apprehensive about, you know, whatever, then it just kind of relaxes you and can enjoy it more. So I think that makes sense. Is it sense. hard to achieve orgasm when you've had something to drink? I have no idea. I can't remember so long ago. We don't have anyone else to, I th- I, you know, for women, it, it can be. Hard to orgasm when, yeah. They're, yeah, when they're drunk. So I'm, I'm assuming it can, for men as well. I personally. Never had that problem. Well, <laughs> I don't know what problems. I've had lots of problems. <laughs> but I personally really enjoy sober, very conscious, very in the moment, very present sex with my wife. Yeah. Because I adore her. Because I really enjoy it. Because being connected with her that way, I don't want to be... I don't want to have a fuzzy brain when I'm oh, doing yeah. that. You know, I, I like having a fuzzy brain a little. Okay, well, you I know, whatever like, works I'm, for I'm, you. Yeah, I'm a, I, like, I, can, I don't mind the fuzzy brain a bit. I want to be very aware and very conscious and very in the moment and look in her eyes because I love to look in my wife's eyes and, you know, to really enjoy the moment, you know? And yeah. I think if I had drugs or, or alcohol in me, then it would numb some of that. You know, one of the great gifts of, of being an addict and now being clean is that... Uh, I have to live clean. I have to live without any any mind altering medication or or, or or substances, right? So I get to live this life that is um, is how life was created to be. Like I experience everything. I can't numb anything out. Yeah. You know, yeah. I choose not to numb anything out. So pain, I don't numb out. Joy, I don't numb out. You know, whatever challenges, yeah. I, whatever it is, physical pain, I don't numb out. Okay. I told you, I didn't want to take a yeah, Tylenol after yeah, my, yeah. Uh, my operation there. So you like really, really sober sex with your wife? I love it. I love sex with my wife. My okay. wife is awesome. Okay, so for the people who don't have wives... and they Good have, luck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I, I, so I am uh, a Christian man, and I believe, although I didn't live it out myself, I try and teach my son that sex is meant for marriage. And, you know, so you have marriage in sex... Sex and marriage, sorry. And uh, so you wait till then, oh. right? I, I know it's not realistic in, in the world, in the worldly view. It's it's like, oh, you're so archaic. Well, maybe well, I am. Some of us would have just married the wrong person pretty fast to get that over with. Yeah, I don't know. My son asked me that. He said, what if I marry a woman and I've never had, we've never had sex and it turns out to be bad sex? Oh, yeah, imagine? It was a good question. Yeah. And my prepare? answer to that was that if you talk, so I think communication is number one in a relationship. If you could talk about stuff, things change, you know. First of all, I don't want to just have sex with my wife and do what I think is great. I want to ask her, you know, what feels good? What Does this feel good? Did that feel good? Yeah, yeah, you like that. You like I the love feedback, that. I love like that. I love, I want to know. I want to know. Don't you just go by the moans? Well, that's part of it, yes. <laughs> but I'll ask her even after that. I'll say, was that good? She says, look, it's perfect. Oh, you, don't okay. have, you don't need you to ask like me, that. you know. Yeah. But it's but is that I'm, common for, or that's just you? You only know I you. have no idea. I don't think men talk to women about sex and what feels good. And we have big egos, you know, when we get 
in the sack. We, it's all about us. And yeah, well, we tell can, me more about that. I don't. I don't well, know. We, you know our goal is to uh, is obviously selfishly to have an orgasm, but also if we can make a woman climax, it's like yeah, I'm a man. You know, it's like almost like a. It speaks to our manlyhood. Okay. You know. Okay. And I'm, maybe I still even have part of that, but I love because I like love an instinct. It's in, yeah, uh, but we're uh, not that sophisticated. Who women? Oh, we're not that sophisticated. You're complicated. No, we're com like we're, we're we're pretty basic, but we're trying. We, but we live in a more sophisticated world. You had mentioned though that you you think the idea of talking about sex. I like to talk about everything, and talking about sex with my wife and asking her if there's something else that she would like or this and that. And I, you know, we still do it. And uh, is um, is part part of what draws us closer, and part of us part of what. Uh, so I know, okay, I'm doing some right things. That's great. And if I'm doing something wrong, just tell me. And I've done some things. She said, no, I, I prefer not that or whatever. And I'm like, okay, great. Now I know, you know. I like that. I like to keep it in the bedroom. I, I, I find what, what I, like personally, that makes it a little bit more exciting <clears throat> for me. Like what goes, what goes on. Oh, no, we talk about it in the bedroom. Oh, but not outside at the kitchen table. I don't want to no, talk no, about it outside. No, we're not talking outside. about for, oh, at the dinner okay. table. I thought that's with what the, you meant. Like, I don't want to keep to, like, like hey, what honey, happens there stays there. So what did you think about our anal sex last night, <laughs> honey, with the kids sitting around like... <laughs> no, not that. No, it's discussion in the bed. In the, okay, in, in, the, in, the, under, in the, the they're sheets, talking. You know, yeah. There's lots of talking. Yeah. Okay. I'm all okay. about that. All right, now, um, what well, else? Well, I think we're running out of time yeah. again. Kelly, I think we could talk forever. I know, I know. Hey, let me just see. Let me just see one more question, though, Pat. Or we have to go because I the one more. It's for you, Doug. It's for you. One, one more topic, okay? Pat, give, Pat gives us. Pat, you give us up. one more. Give us one more. Okay. Because you can, you're gonna get, you can get rid of a lot of this stuff, right? That's. I mean, like whatever that you don't, right? Like you get to make. I, I have a question for you. Would this fictional woman and this yeah. fictional man yeah. go for counseling? talk about these things uh, would that be a possibility this hypothetical woman and this hypothetical man yeah you know what i i um together to walk through it yeah i suppose i mean i you know i i have had like i've talked about it before right like yeah. like i've you know to frame it yeah like what would it feel like we're not talking about me, though. No, but, we're but talking about the hypothetical. This is what the lady would say. Yeah. What does it feel like? Like, what would it feel like as a man if I just got on top of you and started riding your soft cock? Yes. What would that feel like? If my wife did that? Yeah, like, you're so no, it would probably feel awful. Like, oh, for the wife? For the man. Like, and his, his penis is not hard and it's not working and the wife is just jumping up and down on top of his soft penis. Oh, not jumping up and down. That would hurt. But if she if she experienced an orgasm because of that, that I, think would, would, I think it would make the man happy. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And if he okay. So I've 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 <laughs> not penetrated it would my be, wife. It I've would, not penetrated my wife and just rubbing. If she's had an orgasm. No, but I'm talking about your your penis yeah. is no longer able to get erect. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. Well, I could take Cialis. I would take Cialis. So for men, there is something yes, you can do about yeah. it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't know if it works for every man, but it's pretty effective. It's pretty effective. Cialis is pretty like, effective. And, 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 uh, so he's very what's helpful. The, what's the other one? Uh, but the, we don't have that for women yet. Like, we don't have that simple solution like that. No. Well, Cialis doesn't increase a man's sex drive. It just makes him erect. Yes. Right? Yeah. When he's aroused. But it wouldn't work. It, it, like, the, uh, the reverse doesn't work. Like, uh, like, tr like, it doesn't really work very well if, 
if so if you were not if you didn't have a sex drive and you had sex with your husband anyways somehow you were able to lubricate so it was pleasurable for your husband would that not be good well that's reality yeah would that not be good for you like if it would be good for me if i couldn't get an erection but i could give my wife an orgasm still you know by rubbing her this way or that way or whatever uh that would give me pleasure okay because she's getting what she needs okay okay but what about you well, that, it's not about me. But 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 see, it but always you, you're also you're you're speaking from a man who has a sex drive. Who so you can't really. But so it's just think you were in an accident. A man who was lived his life that it was all about me, and now I'm a man who's okay. starting to realize it's not about me. Okay, it's about my partner, and this is I'm learning this at 61. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I'd learned it when I was 30. You know, it would have changed my life or 20 even. That it's not about me, and. The more I get into that place, I find more joy because I come with little, ex- little expectations of my partner. I come with expectations of me. Okay. And it changes everything. So, so and then your wife, it, the only form of intimacy you guys are going to have is like tickling her back. Yes. That's, that's, that's as far as she wants to go. That's as far as intimate as she, that's going to, that's it. She doesn't it would want be you a, to make- It would certainly be an adjustment. And like I said, I can't, safe for certain because I'm not in that situation but my hope and my desire would be that I would be find joy in that mm-hmm. yeah good and if I that mean, made her happy I would find joy in that oh imagine if that was your joy she could just tickle your back and that would be all the joy you need <laughs> oh yeah okay <laughs> Well, I that's think, a perfect world there. Yeah, that's that's perfect a perfect world. Idea, world. Right. All we have to do is tickle your back. So I may sound idealic, idealistic what I'm saying, you know, and, and well, you're obviously very committed to your wife and you have found true. I, uh, I keep learning, you know, it's, and I believe in, in, in God and I believe in the Holy spirit, which is the spirit of God. And I believe the spirit lives in me and he teaches me things, you know, and he keeps teaching me. And I, I learned these things at 61 and I'm going to learn some things at 63 if I live that long or 65 and, you know, it's not like I ever stopped learning, but this was a big one for me. This is probably, in the last 10 years, one of the biggest yeah. things I've ever learned yeah. about who I am and what I'm supposed to be for my, my partner. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And, I don't know, you know, for, if you don't believe in God, it doesn't matter, but God actually gave me a vision in front of me, and it was my son. And he showed me how I sacrificed for my son, and he showed me how I served my son, but with joy. And then he asked me a question, why can't you do that with your wife? You should be doing that with your wife. She's actually primary over your son, you know? And so I was like, oh, yes, I can do it. Yeah. It's not about me. My son, everything I do for my son is not about me. Yeah. It's because I adore him. Yeah. And now, uh, hopefully, everything I do with my wife is not about me. Yeah. It's because I adore her. Nice. Yeah. Wow. You worked hard. I didn't. The hard. Holy Spirit just revealed it to me. Okay. It was a bit of a gut punch. I like, bet. Oof. Good point. You know, usually when the Holy Spirit makes a point to me, it's not a, it's not gentle. It's not subtle. No, it's not subtle. It's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So what, so on the table when you were having your bypass last week? Yeah. What was the Holy Spirit? No, bypass. No, but angioplasty. uh, Yeah, angioplasty. Yeah. Sorry. What was the Holy I was, uh, they give you a drug to mellow you. So I I was really, I just heard heard the nurses coming, pumping drugs into me. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking up my system. (laughs) Making you constipated. Making me constipated. Now I got to go. Now I got to go for a peg light. Ooh. Peg light. That's something that will clear out your body. No, I took something. It's called... Um, Restorlax? Ducalos. Ducalex? Ducalex, du- yeah. yeah. 
Who's better stuff? I'm going for a colonic. Where are you, where are you going for the colonic? I don't know. I, I, I've never been. It's my wife's... Um, and you're getting... Goes, and it's something like it's I've like never an done enema. It it's an enema. No, it's like a colonic. So do you drink it and then it evacuates the no, bowels? It goes up, I don't know. up the... It's I'll gonna, tell you oh, after Oh, it's going to be in your bum. Yeah. Okay, so then... Yeah, my first anal experience. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we, why don't we wrap up there? Thank you again. Thanks, Kelly. Oh, it was thank awesome. you. I think we could talk all night. I think mm -hmm. the, uh, these guys are getting restless. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And if you have comments, please comment. Please subscribe to our channel. Hit the like button if you like it. And uh, we can't. I can't reply to all the, the comments, but we'll we'll do our best to look at the comments. So. <laughs> you get a lot of comments. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks.